my last name. Nobody. Well, I mean, I'm sure somebody does. But so when you introduce... Everybody in his family says it differently, so I don't really know how... do you how say it when you meet people on the street? Hello, my name is Zoe Piazic. Piazic. I try to do the S. Piazic. And he says Piazic. 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 He says Piazic. But there's a Z inside of it. No, there's not. The Z is silent. P-I-A-S-C-I-K. That's how you. That's how you spelled. Piazic. No. Piazic. Yeah. Z. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what you I'm are an educator. So how would you teach it to someone? Piazic. Sick. Like, like, just pretend the C is not in there. Go through your whole, your whole full name. Zoe, Elizabeth, Basso, Piasic. Piasic. Yeah. Piasic. Yeah. Basso. Yeah. That was my original. Elizabeth. My maiden name. Yeah. And you gave, you let that go. No, Elizabeth, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have my original last name. It's anymore. gone. It, well, it's, it, yeah, it's just part of my middle name now. All right, folks, you're live on the podcast. <laughs> one man, one tree in hill. This is me and Zoe Piazic. <laughs> there you uh, go. You just heard us debating what her last name was. But yeah, we uh, we just start like that. This podcast is about being alone with your own thoughts. Uh, I have a special guest. This woman is a chef. She's a chef, <laughs> I, I would not an educator, that. and I would say a future business owner. It's good to say that we have the business plan, right? Yep. In five cool. years. The question is, madam, before mm-hmm. we get to this person, okay. we want to find out how we got there. Okay. So let's go back. All right. Where were you from? Where do you call home? Where did Zoe enter out of the womb? Rochester, New York. Oh. That's where I was born. I lived there until I was almost two. And then me and my dad lived in England for a couple of months. Oh, wow. Um, Wait, let's back that up. Okay. Do you have any early remembrances of two? Do you, you don't, do you remember that? No. I mean, I've been there plenty of times since, but I don't remember that specific time in my life, no. But what was in England? What, what was the story? Um, when I was one, my mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Mm. So um, my... Uh, my grandmother had come over to help take care of her, came over from England, helped take care of me. My dad at the time was working in New Jersey. And she, so my grandmother was raising me while my mom was in the hospital and my dad was in New Jersey on uh, weekdays and then would come home on the weekends. Um, eventually it was stage four. It was terminal medicine in 1994 was not what it is now. So, um, so she wanted to be buried in England. So we flew back uh, in, I guess, probably August of 1994 uh, to bury her there in September. And so then my dad and I spent a couple of months there. We had my second birthday there. and uh, But he had to quit his job. So when we came back from England, we moved in with my grandparents in Pennsylvania. And we were there for a little bit when my dad was looking for a job. And then he found a job in Connecticut. So then we moved to Connecticut when I was almost three. And so let's, let's back that up. Let's okay. go even before that. Okay. Mother is British. Mm-hmm. She was British. And your grandparents were British as well. Where in London or where in yes. England were they from? Uh, North Yorkshire. It's, Yorkshire. Yeah. So it's a very small village called Ampleforth. 
How did they meet? How did your parents meet? If he's from New York and she's from England, how did that happen? My dad's actually from Pennsylvania, but they both they ended up moving to New York. My mom and dad together. Um, my dad was living in Texas at the time. He's an engineer and he was working down there. And my mom had come over from England to be a nanny to a family in Texas. And so she and her friends would go out to a bar in that it was the same bar that I guess my dad and his friends went to and they right. met they met on New Year's. New Year's Eve. Were they married when they had you? Yeah. Oh, are you the oldest? So it was a big family, small family? What are Just me. You're the only child. Yep. I have stepsisters, which I mean I was raised with them. I was I was eight when my dad married my stepmom. So let's let's back that up before we get to eight. So okay. your early remembrance is your mother. Do you have do you have any early remembrance of your mother at all? No. Just pictures. Just pictures. Lots of pictures. Lots of stories. Uh people t- like talk about her all the time, but um no memories. When did you understand that you didn't have a mother? Probably when you were like My whole life. Early elementary school, like you just no, I I that was just not a part of my life. That was never uh, I I I just my family dynamic was me and my dad, and that was what was explained to me. I had a very early understanding of that. So we get from London back to Connecticut. Now we're in Connecticut. Yep, living with your grandparents. No, wh- can I was living with my grandparents in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania after England, and then after that in Connecticut. What was the time? Do you what's your early remembrance of living with your grandparents? I don't have any memories of living with them. I used, to, I mean, I spent a lot of time with them growing up, but I don't have the memory of living with them alone while my dad was living in Connecticut. So you really don't have any. You never really saw your dad or grandparents, like the aftershock of what happened. Right. You can only just. Do you ever talk to them about that, or like how you process it? Or are they just? My my mom's family is very open to talking about it. My dad is more now, was not for like most of my life. So just I just never brought it up. Never. No. Yeah. He never. He just never talked about my mom. Really, there was always pictures. And if I asked a question or if I t- brought it up, he would. But he rarely brought it up on his own. Um, but my family, like my mom's family, I'm still very close with them, and um, they talk about it all the time. Well, since you were raised by your dad, right, what, do you think you were more sporty? Do you think you were more, or dad raised you? Because no. it's hard, yeah. just him and you the yeah, whole time. I know. I think because my A girl da- by himself, too. I know. I know. He wasn't prepared for that. and But... um because I also had no siblings, I spent a lot of time with my friends growing up, and their families all took me under their wing. I, mm. I had my my holy communion when I turned six at my best friend's grandparents' house, and all my family came. Like they, like her grandparents, hosted my communion party because I just we in Connecticut we had no family, and it was just me and my dad, and he was a single dad. He had to work, and so after school I would. Um, I would go to an after-school program, but if it was closed or, you know, if I had to go to, I don't know, CCD, like catechism class on Wednesday nights, I remember growing up, I would go to my friend's house off the bus and then her mom would bring me and then my dad would pick me up and I, we are very reliant on friends. Wow. So you, so you probably never noticed that your dad was probably just actively grieving and you probably never picked it up that early. Yeah. 
because I mean, what a strong family or friend base that you guys had at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they, I mean, I feel like it's like a big, it's a big milestone in a child's life the first sleepover they have with a friend. But I just like I don't have memories of not having sleepovers because I was even on like on weekdays, on weekends, I would go on vacations with friends. Friends would see my family. I would go to their family functions. This one friend I was very close with growing up. Um, she, her mom was the receptionist at a doctor's office. And so we started going to that doctor's office because she was the receptionist there. And then, um, they were like, Oh, this is the dentist office we go to. My dad was like, great, let's go to that dentist too. Every, literally everything in our life was dictated by this one, these friends. We would, you know, I called her grandparents, grandma and grandpa. Because I had, they were my family at the time. Well, it's probably you being expressive, being that young little girl. You probably made friends for your dad. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, whenever, if my dad would go out on dates, they would baby, they would, like, I would sleep over at their house. They would, they, or if they weren't available, my dad would get a babysitter recommendation through them or whatever. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was like, it was very much, it takes a village to raise a child. You know, it, everybody yeah. had a hand in my upbringing. <laughs> did you ever feel that inside that community that people felt bad for him did you ever notice that earlier pick that up or you Not just thought you was the fun yeah maybe maybe because let's go to elementary school you're five you're five right you're finally inside a community mm -hmm. and do you have your early remembrance of kindergarten early remembrance of early education do you remember that i have fleeting memories of kindergarten not as much kindergarten first grade i have a lot of memories because i really liked my first grade teacher what about her stood out to you um what about her stood out to me i don't know for you to remember her now and you're yeah i mean yeah she and i i don't know there was something about her that was just very hands-on and very much wants to give everybody a chance is doing her best to you know make everybody included we had a lot of really fun projects my my grandmother my mom's mom used to come over and stay at our house for months at a time you know in summer times and stuff and my grandmother was really involved with every aspect of my life as well and she would walk me to and from school every day she would spend time with my teachers my teachers would like incorporate writing my grandmother letters like the whole class would write wow. my grandmother letters to send to England and then my grandmother would send us gifts and we would it, it was so there was just something about it that was very inclusive of you know my home life and my school life and you know the fact that the effort was put into that I think that was what it was so that's actually a, a great teaching for them to like su <laughs> supplement that love for what you were missing and you yeah. probably didn't even know you were missing that yeah you didn't understand that till no. like maybe later in life right yeah yeah so when grandma comes from London or England, excuse me, from Yorkshire, yep. what's that like? Do you ever just see her just staring at you and stuff like that? Or she's just happy to be? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, she and I are very close. We talk are you her phone. oldest grandchild? Am I? Mm, no. So there's me and I have one cousin. Um, she has one other. She only, it's me and my one cousin. And my cousin's like five months older than me. So technically, no, but we're the same age. Did you ever have a British passport? No, so many people ask me that. No, I I started being in the process of like getting it in the middle of COVID, and then I just kind of got sidetracked. Yeah, that'd be good if you had the the British the British passport. Yeah. So we're in elementary school of your life. You have a great teacher at first grade. 
when is it that you guys start to leave? Like, what's it like? Do you remember your first friend that you met in elementary school? Or did all your friends come from that neighborhood um, that you grew up in? My first friend from elementary school in kindergarten was my friend Taylor. She's the one whose family I was super involved with, and they okay. brought me everywhere. And then I had friends from, I was in preschool before I started kindergarten. And I had friends from there as well that were also we went to the same elementary school, but we weren't in the same class. Right. So there was two kindergarten classes, and then there was an AM and a PM kindergarten amongst, so there was technically four different classes. So I was, so there was like three of us that were best friends from preschool, but we were all in separate classes, but we'd all see each other at preschool, so, or like at our after school program. Till when? Preschool till like, till to, to, to this day? No, no we're not. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because sometimes when I meet people that grow up in like this country, they have friends that they met from elementary school till yeah. whenever. Yeah, yeah. I grew up around the world, so all my friends come from different aspects of life mm -hmm. and different prospects of life. Yeah. So we're inside here, right? We have our first early remembrance of it. And when do you guys leave again? What does Dad say? Like, hey, let's let's leave Pennsylvania. How does that happen? Um. So, well, we lived in Connecticut from three until my dad still lives there. He's oh, so. Walk us, oh, so we go from Pennsylvania, then we're in Connecticut. Yeah, so, so Pennsylvania okay. was a brief, like, window of time that I don't have any remembrance of. But Connecticut is... Connecticut's my only memory of having lived somewhere. So what type of Connecticut? Suburbia, urban, mm -hmm. what is it, suburbia, rural area? For sure, suburbia. Like, right on, there's a river, um, and there's, like, a little mini beach on the river, and we I lived, like, one minute walking from there. So I spent a lot of time... It's a beach town, so we spend a lot of time at the beach. It's kind of the only thing to do where I live. So when you're inside this town, right, and is it the small enough town where everybody knows who you are, or is it big enough where no, you could like hide if you wanted to? It's somewhere in between. There's, I think there's like 25,000 people in the town. So it's, Oh, that's a pretty small town. Yeah, it's it's small to the point that, you know, whenever I go to the grocery, when I'm home, when I'm at my dad's house, whenever I go to the grocery store, I run into somebody I know. But like... I, it's not like every single person in the town knows my business, but right. I, I always, I do always recognize somebody when I'm out. Yeah. So we're in eight. So we're going through first grade. What's it like as you get older inside like elementary school? Did the friends change? What's that like? Yeah. The What's friends... your early remembrances of that? Cause I feel like a lot of people remember certain things about elementary mm -hmm. school mm -hmm. and the things they do remember are significant mm -hmm. memories. Mm -hmm. What's one of your significant memories that you'll remember in elementary school? Um, one of my significant memories. Oh, I don't know. I mean, my so second grade, I met my stepsister. Well, she's not my stepsister. She obviously wasn't at the time. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, we just were in the Parent same trap. class. Parent <laughs> trap. <laughs> Could you imagine? Hey, you want to be my dad? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be stepsisters. <laughs> um, but she she and I like weren't really friends. We had similar friends. We knew who each other were. But, you know, she wasn't my best friend or anything. But my dad and her mom worked together um, at the time. And... We, every year at the end of the year in elementary school, every single grade did this, and it was called an author's tea, and we would, every kid would get, like, would like publish a book 
um, and it would take either one big story or a bunch of little pieces of work that you've done throughout the year um, and then it would be bound together and there was like fabric on it it was like it was a whole thing it was very cool um, and then we would they would invite the parents to come and uh, each kid would get a turn to read a section of their book and people would sign each other's books and there was snacks and drinks and it was great. Um, so our parents saw each other at the author's tea and recognized each other from work and kind of started talking and then things escalated very quickly and I was moving into their house by the end of the summer. Well, maybe it was the parent trap. <laughs> maybe this was the parent trap. Yeah. Wow, so you were your dad's wingman, really? Yeah, I, yeah, literally. <laughs> that's, uh, unintentionally, that's how it happened. Wow, what, was that weird? What was she like? What was your stepsister like? You guys were just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I mean. Same age? Yeah, she, yeah, we're like three weeks apart in age. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so she, at, at first, like, everything was fine. It was, it was a weird dynamic because she had two other sisters already. Um, older, younger? Older, older. Um, old, the, our oldest sister is 10 years older. And, Freak, that's, that's and a big then, gap. Yep, and then there's our the middle sister. Is, she's five years younger and then, or six years younger than her, and then four years older than us. Four and a half years older. What was that adjustment like moving into that house with three other people? That's it, like, that's was, a different Brady yeah, Bunch it, it right was, there. That's it was a, tough. So you're used to being, all the focus is on me, and now it's three other faces. Yep. What does your dad tell you, though? Does he say, hey, I found someone who I'm going to be with, or was it just super fast, as in? The second one. That fast? <laughs> yeah, it was very fast. I mean, the author's tea took place, like, in the last week of school. And so <laughs> this is, like, mid-June, and I, you know, was, my dad had taken my mattress from our house and put it on my sister's floor and was like, okay, we're sleeping here now, literally in like August. (laughs) 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 You don't remember them dating or nothing. You just remember. I just remember like going over there all the time. And uh, Oh, okay. Like I remember they were always there and, um, you know, I would just, we would play in the basement. Like we were just friends, like we were friends. And I was like, this is great. It's play dates dates all the time. And, um, (laughs) forever play dates. Literally. And that wasn't weird for me. Cause like I said, I always spent time with friends a lot. So it wasn't, it wasn't strange for me to be always at somebody else's house, like having play dates with friends. That wasn't a change. But then once I started sleeping there all the time, all the time. And like my mattress (laughs) was there. Like, all right, <laughs> here, here we are. You, you didn't catch the clues. Like, he brought your mattress over there. How long will we yeah. stay in? Forever. Literally just forever. Did he propose? Do you remember him proposing to her? Do you remember that? I mean, I wasn't involved in that. At my oldest sister... Saw everything. When she... So she was 18. Or... Seven. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, she was 18. I was seven. She was 18. And I remember... She was not there because she was in college. She Mm -hmm. went up to college that year. So um, I used to sleep in her room a lot because she wasn't there. She wasn't in the room. Um, And then I could have my own space. But um, I remember there was the three of us and my dad and Rose was my stepmom's name. Brought um, They brought us all into the kitchen. Right. Maybe in like December, January. To be honest, I don't. I don't remember uh, what yes. time, like what month it was, but uh, they said, "So we're getting married." <laughs> and we're like, "Okay." 
and that was kind of it. Was there any kickback from the older siblings? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a whole lot of a part of it. I remember, and I think this is very like a kid thing to do. The three of us were like plotting how we could break them up. Oh yeah. This was a parent trap. (laughs) (laughs) We were seeing like how we could, you know, what, like what kind of evil plans we could put together to break them up. But nothing ever, like we never did anything, nothing ever, whatever. It was fine. Um, and then they were married, um, in July. So literally like start to finish a year from meeting till getting married. And they said they were both engineers? Yeah. Do you think engineers, they don't really, uh, was your dad just not a talker at all? Yeah, still. Is, She's not, is, it, is his wife a talker? Um, well, she was. She died. Um, oh my goodness. But she was a talker, yes. So she was a talker and he was a quiet she, one. Yeah, she wasn't like, had a million friends talker, but like would talk a lot with him because he never talked, which is my relationship with him as well. Still, so as so, <clears throat> his communication was probably not as much. So yeah. when you get this new stepmom, yeah, do you feel like there's like more of expressive inside the house? Like everyone's more talking about feelings or emotions, or uh, do you feel like I don't know I, you're a visitor a little bit? Yeah, I think for a while I felt that. I mean, eventually, I think probably like middle school is when I started to like. Like, it took a few years for me to really feel like, okay, this is, we have a good dynamic. This is my house. This is, this is it. Well, let's back it up before it was your house. What did you feel like? You're just here inside this house. Yeah. This girl used to play with, now she's become your sister. Yeah. What was the roughest part there in the beginning? We fought all the time. Fist fights? No. Oh. No. Um, a lot of, like, shouting and stealing things and slamming doors and. Um, did you ever feel like it was three against one? Or was it one against no, two? No, because, like I said, my oldest sister was never there. She was in college. Um, but it was, I think it depends on who you ask of I'm my sisters. You. But if you, like, in the beginning, I felt like it was very two against me. It was, like, my older, my other sisters against me. But then, after a while, my, my sister that's, like, really close in age to me, um, I feel like she and I got really close and like she and I kind of became a team. And then I feel like the middle sister felt like it was like us against her Oh, after a while. But I mean, I don't like, I don't know. I don't ever like, I never interpreted it like that, but, um, it was like survivor a little bit. You switched, <laughs> got different immunities. Right. So now you and your sister are close. Yeah. And what is the, is she, is your stepmom expressive to like emotions towards you? Does she make you feel like you're a part of the family? Um, Cause I'm curious if you can figure yeah. out the dynamic if your dad doesn't talk at all. No, I think she tried. I do, and um, I just I think that they they got to a point, and I remember this conversation very well. My sister and I were in the car. We're on our way back from dance class, um, and we're in the back seat, and my dad and um, Rose, his wife, were in the front seat, and they said to us, "You know, we would like it if you called us mom and dad." never happened but I was I just I didn't know what to say and I never did because I I I never call, had never called anybody mom so that felt very unnatural to me mm. and I I didn't feel like I didn't feel like that's what I wanted to do 
And I didn't. Do you think she was speaking for dad or dad? This is the first time dad's probably saying, like, I want all of y'all to start calling her mom and dad. I don't know. Um, I feel like he honestly didn't really care that much. Like, I feel like he, this, this was not coming from his mouth. Like he would not, he did not, he did not ask me to call her mom. Like she said, you know, we want you to call us mom and dad. They're always a very united front. And I like everything was we, we like whatever. It wasn't, uh, you know, ask your dad, ask your mom. It was just, uh, if I wanted to have a sleepover at somebody's house, I had to get both of their okays. Mm. And like, it wasn't like, a, oh, well, my dad said I could, so I can just do it. It was like, a, I had to get his okay and her okay. If she said, yep, it's fine, ask your dad. Or if I asked him first, he would say, yeah, it's fine, just ask Rose. Make sure she knows. Got it. So. Um, so what about his relationship with your new sisters? What was that like? Do they remember anything? Because it's probably hard of him talking to you because you resemble his his ex-wife, his mother, your mother that passed yeah. away, right? Yeah. So what's it like with him talking with your stepsisters? Do they have a good relationship with him? Uh, not at first. But my sister, Chrissy, that's really close in age to me, she, she and him are really close. Like, they talk on the phone. She goes to visit him all the time. They have always been you know really close she lived in spain for five years and she used to face or skype him every weekend and um but the older two not so much do you wonder why it's like that well they have a dad no not even like not that but i mean your relationship you said he's oh. always still it's hard to get information oh, out of him oh, oh, oh. yeah but um, with her is she like an engineer as well with who my sister? Your sister that's close to your dad. Um, no, she's not. She's um, She was a teacher. She worked at HLA too. Oh. Yeah. But I'm saying, think about it. You guys both were in the same house, but he's more, not more expressive, but he expresses. So what about her expresses that? Does she have his same personality? She's also just very chatty and like can kind of oh, talk so to anybody. Oh, so she could pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think. Do you choose not to pull it out? Like if you feel a kickback, you'll just drop it? Yeah. I think so. Because hmm. I very much, like, me as a person, I feed off of other people's energies alone. Right. And there's only so much energy I can expend if, if it's not being returned. So I just, like, if, you know, if the, if the house, the energy in the house was very, like, tense, I would get really upset. But if everybody else was happy, I would quickly be happy. Like, it was just... That was, that's just always been my personality. Even now, I do it, it's still now my personality. Is it, you're the thermostat, right? Yeah. The thermostat rises with mm -hmm. what's going on. Yep. So we're inside the house. Your dad's just got remarried. Yep. Miss Rose is inside your life. Two engineers getting together. Yep. Three new stepsisters. Mm -hmm. Three new stepsisters. Yep. Closer to the youngest one. Yep. Then you guys team up on the middle one and <laughs> formed your own alliance. Uh when you say it like that, it sounds bad, but I mean, I don't know, I guess. Well, I think that comes with age, you know? Yeah, like and doesn't right. it feel better now as you go towards middle school to have a sister? Now now you guys are close, so you kind of, yeah. you never have to go be alone, really. Yeah, like we were always playing together, but also always fighting. And, uh, but then middle school, we fought less. Like maybe in middle school, we fought like three times a week. But when did it? When did you know? Like when you left the house? Like I got this girl's back. You knew that as soon as oh, you guys. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We were M elementary school. Maybe no. M late elementary school. Yes. In the beginning, no. Because I feel like it was everything was a competition. Everything I felt like 
I think also a lot of siblings do this. Like you compare yourself to yes. everybody. So I feel like that was hard being so close in age and comparing ourselves and like, you know, I want to have all my own friends, but we, you know, have similar friends because we're in the same grade and the mm. school's not that big. And um, so, but to my parents, you know, credit, they did always make sure that we had separate teachers. So I pre I did appreciate that. That's my next question. Like, dude, what, what was class like with her? But you guys never had the same class. Never had the same class. Never once. We always have, were in different classes and it was better that way. What do you think would happen if you had a class with her still? I think it just still would have been more of a competition. It would have been more tense. And now, me as a human, not competitive at all, literally could not care less what's going on with other people. But at the time when you're little and you feel like like I share everything with this girl, like I want my something of myself. Yes. And that was... That's a big jump from being right. just you and your dad to yeah. you and four people. Yeah. Four people completely. Right. So walk us through, so you get out of elementary school, you're in middle school now, walk us out. What's the first element, first day of middle school like? Oh, I thought the it was same like the friend. coolest thing ever, yeah. Really? Yeah. Same friends, same everything yeah. else? Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm curious about this small town that you're in. How yeah. many middle schools are there? Just one. Really? There was, at the time, five elementary schools, and then they all everybody went to one middle school. But now there are only three elementary schools. Um they like combined a couple of them. Uh, but yeah, we went to, middle school was really cool. There was, um, you used to like switch classes, you know, and that was fun. And each grade had two separate, they called them teams. And so the, it was like the purple team and the red team. And so, um, you know, the, there was like the purple team teachers and the red team teachers. And um, I can't remember if she and I were on the same team or in different teams, but we, our schedules never coincided. Like we never were in class together, but I thought that was fun. You know, I still had my old friends from elementary school, but I also made new friends and that was like, who's was the first friend you made in middle school that wasn't in your elementary school. That wasn't your sister's friend. Mm. Who was that first person that stood out inside your life story? My first friend. Well, I mean, I didn't go to elementary school with him, but I went to preschool with him, so I already knew him. His name is John, and he was probably my first friend at the time. But I already known him, so maybe that doesn't count. It's kind of <laughs> different when you're in a small town because everybody yeah. knows each other. Yeah. You know, so it's not really a shock. Right. Maybe it's a shock when people start going through puberty and start changing. Yeah. It's like, well, what happened to John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What type of student were you growing up? Oh, I was like such a good student. Like I, Great A's? I could not handle like not handing in an assignment or really? not doing it. Like I would, if it meant that I didn't sleep, then like it just, that's what happened. It meant that I didn't sleep. Where did that come from? Did your father push that? No, never. They, I have learned about myself that I am very intrinsically motivated and I don't need any outside pressure or any whatever to do what I feel like is the right thing to do. Worst grade you ever got? Like on a report card or on like a test? Either or. One that made you upset and made you flip over tables. Oh, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one where you just like, man, I can't believe this happened. Like, it'll, you'll get down. I got a, in high school, junior year, I got a D on a midterm once. And I was really upset about that because I studied a lot. So I was really sad. That, that's about it. <laughs> My grade was still a B in the class. 
but that's that's, that's you know like I never had a detention I had lunch detention once what did you do to get that I talked in class my teacher was really mad that everybody was talking so much and so she, she had said, to make an example out of you she, well she said I'm just gonna write down everybody's name and not tell you and the end of class I'm gonna tell you if you have a lunch detention <laughs> And I had a lunch detention, but literally half the class was in there for lunch detention. <laughs> so it was literally just class. And then we all just Freaking hung out. Freaking party. Yeah. Um, but that was it. That was the only time I ever got in trouble. Did your parents uh, push any sports to you or were you gravitating towards sports? What sport did you gravitate towards? Um, no, I never played. I played softball two summers of my life. Eighth, summer after eighth grade and summer after freshman year of high school. And that's it. Well, dancing is a sport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fine. That's yeah. a sport. But like athletic, like sports, you you're, that you're gonna like watch on TV and. Well, you know, dancing whatever. you watch on TV, that's yeah. athletic. Yeah. No, I dance. I dance. dance my moms, half times. There's a lot of dancing. It was never there was never a pressure to do it, uh, but I enjoyed doing it. But where does it come from? It's like, hey, I want to dance. I don't know. I think because I see you dancing, you can shuffle ball, chain, <laughs> everything else. So it's really you had to do it for a long time. Yeah. No one just randomly does that. Yeah. I um. I don't know. I think, well, I've been dancing since I was four. My dad enrolled me in ballet lessons when I was a little girl. And I think it was kind of just like a socialization thing. I also think it gave him a free hour, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I loved it, so I didn't mind. So your dad was pretty much putting you in activities to just give yeah. himself like a break. I tried soccer for a second. Um, I didn't even make it through a full season. I <laughs> it wasn't good. It's like I'm done. Yeah, I yeah I wasn't about it. I my friend Taylor, my first friend, she her mom enrolled her in soccer, and so I think because her mom enrolled her, my dad enrolled me, and then she quit. So then I didn't like it anymore. So then I quit. Do all these people in your neighborhood go to the same church as well? Did they go to the same church? Um, I think no. I don't think she went to the same church as me. I don't remember. No, she didn't. No. Nope different church there's there's a lot of churches in my town like there's enough that i wouldn't you know no but twenty five thousand people that's a small town but at the same time you kind of relative relatively know people so yeah. would you say the neighborhood raised you so like someone's a mother could be like zoe come here yeah yeah a lot of people knew me like i remember this one time i was going to i was also in the junior choir at church and um we had rehearsals every like Tuesday night, maybe or Thursday night or something. And my dad, he one time he dropped me off at the church. Meanwhile, I'm like six years old. He didn't get out of the car to walk me into the church. He literally just I like got out. I like, you know, unbuckled myself from my seatbelt or, or from like I, I was in a car seat for way too long because I was such a tiny little child. I like it was like embarrassing how long I was like riding in a car seat. Um, so like I get out of my car seat and I just like, open the door and he's like, OK, cool. I'll see you in an hour and drove off. So I walk into the church. No one is there. Apparently, rehearsal had been canceled, and my dad didn't know. So now I'm by myself in the church. I'm like, and I was so scared. And one of the <laughs> ladies that worked at the church was like, oh, what is happening? It was like, so she couldn't get a hold of my dad, was calling my house. He wasn't answering. He must have gone to run errands. So she just brought me back to her house. We hung out, had a snack. I played a little bit. She and then she, her and then she brought me back to the church for when my dad was going to be there to pick me up. And she just told my dad, hey, by the way, Larry, uh, I brought Larry. Zoe back to my house for the last hour because rehearsal was canceled. And um, it just was like, okay, great, thanks. Appreciate it. 
I would have thought the rapture was there. I was like, nobody's at the <laughs> church. It's abandoned. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, it's such a unique, a unique hand that your dad was dealt. Yeah, for sure. Very unique that he's that he's dealing with this and raising a, a young girl by himself is probably like the hardest thing. Yeah. So now you have Miss Rose in your life. What mm-hmm. is she like? Does she discipline you a little bit? Do, do, like, yeah. Do things go on? Yeah, and I think... Do you think you need that type of vocal discipline? No. Was she more strict or... Yeah, she was very strict. My dad was not. Strict like what? Can't leave the house? Yeah, like needed to know everywhere I was going every second of the day. Needed to like, like, uh, hey, call me when you... Like, you know, I need to talk to the parents. <clears throat> was very, um, you know, no boys allowed kind of life. And... Uh, was your sister like that? Yeah. Like, we all were raised like that. Um, Do you think that raises rebels? Sometimes. Sometimes. Were you a rebel? No. Never? No. I always follow the rules. Yes. But your sisters, did they rebel at all? Um, ye, My older ones did, I believe. I think, yes. I Like, when I say I, I think is because, like, I wasn't ever a part of it. Like, I don't know. But, I mean, there were times we were allowed to be, we were left home alone, like, very early on in our lives. And so, say we went to Pennsylvania to visit my grandparents when I was, you know, 10. My little sister was 15. They let her stay home alone. And, like, I'm sure. She threw some parties and stuff like that. Um, But I was never there for it. But you never threw a party. No. You're never that type of gal. No. I really wasn't. One time, freshman year of high school, I snuck boys over. But I wasn't really that sneaky about it, but I wasn't, I didn't, like, they literally walked into the house and then just walked into the basement, but nobody saw them. And then we just Your sister didn't say nothing? She saw. No, no, no. She was cool. But, like, no, that, no. I, I, I wasn't worried about her. It was, it was my parents I didn't want to see. Um, but, no, I always followed the rules. So, do you and your sister, since you guys are close now, are wondering, like, man, why is this, why was it so strict in this house? It's not so much of a why. It was just like we talk about, yeah, it was like, oh, like strange. we definitely had more rules than our friends. But I also had friends that had more rules than me. So, like, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't so bad. Yeah, I tell my pops he had a lot of rules. But me and my brother just started breaking up and wondered, like, what's the worst that can happen to us? I know. I don't know. I never. Yeah, I never thought that. I was yeah. always like, all right, I guess I can't do that. Because I was wondering, like, what is the worst that can happen? What was the worst for you? Just punishment, punishment, being grounded? I never got grounded. So really, you didn't <laughs> rebel or anything. You didn't really shake no, the cage or anything. No, wow, I really? really? I really didn't. Yeah, I'm always shaking the cage. And I was like, well, yeah. the worst I'm going to get is a spanking. So why don't I just not come home tonight? <laughs> 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 One time I came home so late, my mother was leaving from work and I was walking in. Oh, my God. And she just looked at me. And she said, are you getting home right now? I said, well, I tried to come home earlier, but I lost my key at a phone party. And she didn't believe it. And I was trying to tell her, I was like, and I lost my phone at a phone party. And I broke it. And she was just, just get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Get out, of, get out of my face. I was like, yep, it was 7 a.m. when I walked home. Oh I God. walked in at 7 a.m. So this is where back is up. So we just, if you're not, if you're catching up, uh, Zoe is now with her new family. She's with her new family. Mm-hmm. She has a party of five now. She went from a party of two to a party of five. We're inside our neighborhood. We're going through middle school. What else? Uh. Any significant memories that stand out through middle school? 
Because that's when everything starts changing. Yeah. Um, everything starts changing. I know. I know. Psychologically, everything else. Yeah. Um, Do you feel it comforting that you had someone to go through those changes with you? Y- yeah. Yeah. I also, like, again, I was always very close with my friends. Like, I still am that person. And I had this one friend um, that I, I mean, I was sleeping at our house every single weekend. And on, like, I in the summer, I would basically just live at her house and she had a pool and so we would just be there and her parents would work and so she would have to stay home to babysit her little brother and so I would just hang out with her and we would just um so I like you know I feel like in middle school the friendship started changing and like that was really special what Um, about those friendships started to change I don't know just like I guess you got more freedom like I it, it starting I mean I okay so I started middle school when I was 10 that's kind of early, into right? It. Yeah, I was like, because I have a late birthday. So I was like 10 turning 11. And um, I don't know, I got a lot more freedom. Like if I wanted to have a sleepover, there didn't need to be a parent home. You know, like I, it didn't matter. Um, and so we just got to, and, you know, boys became a bigger thing. And, you know, people were like, that was, there was school dances and, you know, there was all sorts of big milestones, I feel like, at that point in time. And my two best friends, like, in the whole world, I met them in middle school, so. Who talks to you about the birds and the bees? Who has that conversation with you guys? Is it dad? Does dad say anything? No, roasted. I'm, uh, yeah. Does dad not say nothing? He's just. No, not really. <laughs> What's it like from Rose? Because you're getting it from a different person. What's that like? What does, yeah. she, she, does she sit you and your sister down or you get two separate conversations? Two separate conversations. It was me by myself. We were in the car. <laughs> she just like basically explained to me how sex works. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Jeez. And that was it. We were literally on our way to church. <laughs> <laughs> what? Before she gets to church. And that was it. And I was just, I was like, okay. But I, I think I learned a lot from my friends. And that was. Yes, yes, really your friends. Yeah. My friends who have older siblings and, you know. So I think that was where I got a lot of my big information. Dad doesn't say nothing. Super quiet. Yep. Super quiet. Does he ever like wonder about your relationships? Everything else? Does he ever wonder like, hey, do you have a boyfriend or anything? <clears throat> he, I did have a boyfriend in seventh grade. Uh, we never hung out. And <laughs> we would just like talk on the phone. And they knew. But um, my stepmom said, she was like, this is too young to have a boyfriend. One time he was like, do you want to go to the movies with me? Like his mom called because this was before cell phones and his mom called my house to talk to my stepmom and was said hey i'm taking joey his name was joey taking joey to the movies um we would like to invite zoe if you if that's yeah i know silly um like if you if it's okay for her to go and my stepmom said no she was like nope she's too young to have and she knew that like he was my boyfriend or whatever but he I guess it didn't bother them as long as we weren't hanging out. <laughs> so hanging out, um, like we would do anything outside of school. Like we literally never did anything outside of school. So, so do you, your first boyfriend? What's that like? Weird. Uh, yeah. Does he ask you out? Does he write you that little card and say check yes or no? You know, I don't remember. I want to say a note was involved, but I don't really remember, which is frustrating to me because I do have a really good memory, but for some reason I cannot remember that. Yeah. So 
So, <laughs> so your mom get your step. Excuse me, Miss Rose gives you the birds and the bees <laughs> talk. She gives you the birds and the bees talk before church. Yeah. Where does your sister get it at? I don't know. I, honestly, I don't. Y'all don't know. compare stories at all. No, I should. I should ask her. You I should, because it's kind of crazy how both yeah. of you guys were raised exactly the same. Yeah. And y'all got two different talks. Yeah. Or did you think they thought that you probably didn't need as much talking to? She needed more talking to. Yeah. Was maybe. she more of the wild one? Um, no, she wasn't either. She was a good student. She played sports. She had really good friends that were like, she was like me, like she was always with her friends and stuff and really involved. And they were like, her friends were really nice. And I think she was, she did a little bit more than me. Like she would go to parties when she didn't say that they were parties. She was like, oh, I'm sleeping over at whoever's house. But it was actually like a party at another person's house or whatever. Did you feel left out? Did you feel like, oh, you didn't want to go at all? I had my own friends. But I mean, like, did your friends go to the party? So you no. guys' friends never crossed paths. They're just totally different no, hubs. Not, yeah, not really. There were the times where, like, age. we would have our friends both over at the same time, and we would kind of all hang out. But it was still, like, my friends and her friends. That is so unique inside the small town, how you can have two separate cohorts, yeah. literally. Yeah. See, these are my friends, these <clears> are your friends, and yeah. you guys were the ones that brought everyone together. Yeah. Yep. So... When does does grandma keep coming? How does grandma take you and your new family? What does she say about this? She had British she, people are very outspoken. She had her feelings on it, which I didn't know at the time because I think that she thought that that wasn't like something she didn't want to put that energy out there. But apparently, she did talk to my dad. She told me and was like, you know, I just want you to be very careful with Zoe. I think this is moving very quickly, and I want you to know how I feel. And wow. um, he was like, okay, I respect that. He didn't change anything about it, but like, you know, and, but she knew that life was really different. And so I think, so she used to call all the time and write me lots of letters and cards and stuff just to like check in. I, she and I still talk on the phone a lot, but. Um, but how did, she, how did they react to meeting your grandmother? How was that like? Oh, the, she was always a part of the family from day one. Literally, my dad and Rose went on their honeymoon for a week, and she watched everybody. Like oh, she, she she stayed at our house and watched everybody. Um, Are you her favorite grandchild? You think so? I mean, there's only two of us, so, so maybe I, you're the favorite. I don't know. I mean, it's so weird though because my cousin literally lives down the road from her, and yeah, but you're in America though, right? And so I think it's just completely different relationships. Like, I think that. I think that even though I live in America, I talk to my grandmother more than my cousin does, even though she lives down the road, just because she's like always been a little bit more like, you know, vocal. Po- yeah, she's yeah, she's like does she kind of just like is, does her own thing. Um, she has a kid. She has a kid, and which who like my grandmother is involved in his life and stuff. But, um, but she and I, it was just it was a different relationship. It was just different. So your mom is one of two, three, one of three. Yep. What's your aunt and the rest of them like? So my aunt, my aunt and my uncle, that's my cousin's parents. Okay. They're my godparents. Got it. So growing up, we are always very close. I'm still always very close. I'm very, like, we email back and forth. When I go visit, I stay at their house. Um, we send presents, birthday presents, Christmas presents, whatever. Um, she's super outgoing, has lots of parties, you know, uh, really, just really social, really would give you the shirt off her back, like, no. You know, it's never any issue. She, me and Jeff and my dad all went there 
not this past Christmas, but the one before that and stayed there. My dad was there for, I think two weeks and Jeff and I were there for a week and a half maybe. And like, she just cooked every meal for us from scratch. No questions asked. She's just like the kindest woman ever. And my uncle is the same. Like they're very open and welcoming and will do anything to like make anybody happy. Um, my uncle there, my my mom and my aunt's oldest brother, right. he and I are not as close. He's pretty quiet and reserved, not married, doesn't have any kids. Um, he's quirky. <laughs> he's like, he's always there. Like well, we there, we spend time. He's really kind, you know, whatever, whenever. I haven't been to his house very much, but when I did go there one time, I remember being shocked because there was pictures of me everywhere. Like I was, there were so many framed photos of like me and my mom and mm-hmm. I was... I was just surprised because of his lack of involvement in my like day to day life. Maybe, maybe he was. Maybe it's hard to look at you. Does your mom, you maybe. and your mom, look alike, right? I think so. Most people in my life think so, but my grandmother does not think so. But maybe you remind them so much of your mother. Maybe, yeah, yeah. If they're so, they're they super say close. that I have a lot of her characteristics, which is so interesting because it just goes to show you that like. There are so many things that you don't realize are genetic. Right. That you just, because like there would no be no way that I would have her mannerisms. How would I know that, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, so, yeah, I guess we are like similar enough from what I'm told. What do you get from your dad? Like what's his family like? He's one of six, a uh, big Italian family. He grew up across the street from his cousins. They always had, you know, the whole like classic Sunday dinner thing, like, you know, homemade everything all the time. Um, So we have, uh, we used to have, we haven't so much recently, but we have family like get togethers every summer. And I mean, everybody lives kind of far away, so it was hard to get everybody together. But, you know, we would make that effort for once a year, every single person would drop what they were doing and go stay at my, we'd all stay at my uncle's house. It was like, you know. 30 something of us we all just sleep at my uncle's house kind of just like you sleep where you can find a space and that's what it is and it was great and um did you ever see him talk to his brothers and sisters yeah 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 big person did you see him like change completely when he's around his family no a little bit but he's still the quiet one and everybody knows that about him like everybody knows that like larry's the quiet one and uh he like has always been apparently in in his life in relationships with people that are very um yeah my mom apparently was like that too. She's the, the mouthpiece of him. Yeah. Like she, apparently he, before her, he used to like drive a motorcycle and she was like, you're not doing that anymore. <laughs> and then he was like, okay. And then one time my aunt told me this story. He was at, my dad was at work. This is, I think before they were married, they were living in Texas. My dad was at work and she didn't like any of his clothes. And so she just bagged up everything she didn't like and gave it away while he was at work. And then he came home and she's like, I got rid of all your clothes. I didn't like them. And that was it. And he's like, okay. Just a quiet man. Yeah. And uh, he just kind of goes with it. So if you were to say something to him, he would respond back to you. If you just took control and was like, all right, dad, let's talk about this. He would do it. Yeah. If you give him no options. Yeah. And that's how your sister is. Yeah. 
She just just keeps talking, and right. he just opens it up. Right. So he will answer your questions to this day. The relationship yeah. can change. Yeah, he will. I just I'm the one. Like I always call him. I I try. I like will initiate visits. Like he'll never say, "Hey Zoe, do you want to come over and like stay over? Like when are you gonna come visit me?" I will want. always say. Yes, that's what I want, but it's not what happens. So I'll, I I call him. Hey, Dad, can I come? You know, stay with you for the weekend or whatever. He always says yes, but um, yeah. But still, sometimes you yeah. want the you want the relationship, the love to change. Yeah, I think everybody does, you know. Like everybody wants that reciprocated. Yeah, makes me think. Cause my mom's like, "You didn't call me Sunday." I was like, "I see you. I can see you. Whatever. You haven't seen you in six months." I, was like, I just saw you in January. <laughs> that's still a long time. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. So, Dad, Dad and Rose uh, are officially married. Yep. Sisters, you went through middle school. You're hanging out. Your other sister, she's partying. She's uh, yep. using an excuse. So, as you guys enter high school, what's that like? <clears throat> Is there a lot of high schools in your area, or everyone Just goes one. to? The- Wow, so yeah. everyone follows pretty much. You guys are raised like boy meets world a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, like you're with the same people your whole life. Wow. Yeah, it's it's wild. It, like, if you live in that town, you have to go to the high school in that town. Like, you can't go to any other town high school. Freak. So everyone just, relationships stay the same. It goes, it could follow you all the way up to high school. Yeah. There are, like, literally so many people that I've known since I was four that still live in the town. A lot of people don't leave my town. So, <laughs> all right. So you're inside high school. Do you ever wonder, like, all right, I'm about to go on into high school I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do or when does that happen when you are trying to like grasp of what you're going to do because now you're a straight A student. Mm-hmm. Straight A student yeah. and it's, you just intrinsically want to be a straight A student. Yeah. Do you ask yourself what I want to do after this? Are you going through high school like that? I mean, I always wanted to be a teacher. So. Always? Yeah. Since when? Since I was in kindergarten. Wow. Yeah. And then there was a while in college that I didn't think I wanted to be a teacher anymore. Um, and then here I am. <laughs> teacher <laughs> let's 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 go back before before the teacher said yeah. what like what's high school like what is it like even though you're in this small town i like high do school. new people move into this town though occasionally occasionally not normally so is there a big litter of choice from like dating wise or the pool is small mm, i don't really know how to answer that question um did you have a high school boyfriend yeah i had a couple high school boyfriends where did you meet them at? Church? High school. No, in school. High school, but it's um, like, you know I, what I mean? There's I met them in uh, drama, in the drama club. Really? Mm-hmm. In theater? Yes. Both of them. What was that like? Walk us through the, who's the first boyfriend? What's his name? His name is Trevor. Trevor? So yeah. Trevor's what, doing a monologue and he looks at you? Um, I knew Trevor before he knew me. He he was two, I, I was a sophomore and he was a senior he did the morning announcements. Like the students did the morning announcements. And you I know this boy, is like. You heard that voice? No, it was on TV. We had TVs in all our classrooms and we would watch the morning announcements. Like they uh, would like do it like a news broadcast. Okay. And it was like, it was, I think it was part of um, like an elective mm-hmm. class. I don't remember what the elective class was. I never took it. But, um, and I remember seeing him freshman year on the morning announcements and I was Oh, I was so smitten. Um, smitten. From like the, be- and he had a girlfriend at the time, so I, you know. Um, Stood back and stand by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just waited for my time. Stood <laughs> uh, I stood down, I stood by. I stood by and waited. A couple of years went by, and um, 
couple of years, only one year, not a couple well, of years. I, for, like I started dating him end of sophomore year. Oh, and then he goes to college. Yeah, so we only dated for a few months. Well, what's it like? What does he say to you? What does he just ask you? You're just like, hey, I've seen you on the announcements. and. Uh, well, so he, no, I did not say that. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? I could imagine. <laughs> I could imagine that. So. That announcement you made was wrong. What? <laughs> so every year, the drama club would put on like three or four, play, like a, I think two plays and then a musical in the spring. And I always did, I only did the musical because mm-hmm. I did dance through like from September through March and March was our dance showcase. So like dance and drama club only overlapped like a couple of weeks, I think. Um, so March, I join the drama club for the first time sophomore year and he and his girlfriend are like on the outs and he and I just started being friends. Like we were just like happened to be placed together in dance numbers and whatever and then you know we just like started chatting on AIM and um (laughs) yeah and then I don't know we just like hit it off and we were like friends a little bit but it was like always kind of flirty and then we had study hall together as well um and then so then we like after we met in and we had had study hall together like for the couple months before that in the semester too, but we weren't friends. And then after we started talking in drama, then we started um, talking in study hall as well. And then uh, we dated for the end of the rest of the year. I went to his senior prom with him. Oh, oh, that was me. That was awesome. That was sophomore year. As a sophomore, yeah, I felt like I was on top of the. What world. does Rose say about this? She didn't want me to go. She put up a really big fight about it. And I made the argument, which I think was a good argument. And I said, I've gone to every school dance. I don't know what's different about this one. <laughs> what's different? And I said, all that's different is that we eat dinner here too. And I, they said, okay. And they said, fine, um, but we're not buying a new dress for it. And I said, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll wear a dress I already have. No big deal. And I did. And they said, you know, we're not going to be spending money for you to you know, get your hair done or nails done or anything. And I was like, fine, I'll paint my own nails. I don't care. And my best friend at the time, our boyfriends were best friends. Trevor and her boyfriend were best friends. So I was like, I'll get ready with Julia. I don't care. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. And the morning of, it was a Saturday, I woke up at, I don't know, nine o'clock or whatever. And Rose comes into my room and she goes, get ready. Your hair appointment's in an hour. And I was like, my hair appointment. <laughs> so I, so then she took me and apparently I think was just, I, th- I think they wanted me to put up more of a fight, but I was like, fine, I don't care. So then I think they were like, all right, all right, maybe it's not that big of a deal. But the deal they made was, no, I'm not, I can't go to the after party. Oh. So I could only go to the dance. I felt bad for him though, right? He didn't care because his best friend, my my best friend, she couldn't go to the after party either. <laughs> so, oh, so her parents also said no. So she and I just had a sleepover. Um, afterwards, and, they just probably and then they just hung out with like their other friends that were also seniors and stuff. Like and I that. just like that was just what it was. I was like so just happy to like, just go to prom. Literally, I was just so happy to go to prom. I didn't even care. I was like, fine, I don't care. I'm not putting up a fight about this. And um, yeah, and then I just I went to, to 
Julia, my friend, picked me up and we were doing pictures beforehand at, at Trevor's house. So she picked me up and then we went over there. We took some pictures. It was the four of us. And then we went over and there was like a bigger group with like all of their friends um, on the beach. And then we all like took pictures on the beach. And um, and then we went to the dance and it was just awesome. Dad doesn't say anything. It's just Rose put no. up the fight. Yeah. No. I was like, Dad, are you going to come to take pictures? He was like, no. And I was like, all right. I guess I'll see you tonight then. <laughs> when I left. What's it like when you and Trevor break up? What happens? You just tell him like, hey, this scene isn't working between I mean, us. We, I think, you know, he and I both knew that was going to be temporary anyway because he was going off to college and we weren't going to date when he was in college. And also my dad and Rose both thought that he was too old because he was 18 and I was 15 and they didn't yeah. like that I was with him. So it was like hard to see him. And um, it was just kind of too much. So then we, he was like, well, maybe we just like, it shouldn't really be together. And I was like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't. And then we didn't. And then we, but we still, we stayed friends for, we're still friends. Right. But we stayed friends, like would talk on the phone and like whatever, see each other out in public and whatever for years. Um, I mean, literally now, when, still whenever I see him, it's like no time has gone by. I ran into and him a couple. You guys are theater people. Theater yeah. people have like a different bond than everything else. Yeah. Like I ran into him a couple, not this past Thanksgiving, but the one before that I think at the like one bar in the town and um, I ran into him. He, I was with friends, he was with friends and we chatted for like hours and it was just, we're just, I don't know. Friends. Yeah, we're just friends. Like it was just, so there was, there was like never any hard feelings. So <clears throat> we get through our sophomore year and you go to prom. What's the junior year like? Junior year, oh, like, is he getting better? Junior year, I... Still in theater? Yeah, and still in dance. But I still only did the musicals. I helped out, like, um, on... Like, I would sell tickets for, like, the theater, you know, for the plays, even though I wasn't in them. I would sell tickets at the door or, like, do con the concession stand or whatever. Um, and I was, like, really involved, but I only did... I still only did the musicals. And junior year... Were you ever the lead in any of these musicals? No. no. I just did audition for the lead? No. Why not? Because I didn't want to. But can you sing, though? No. You can't sing at no. all? No. So that probably has something to do with it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I didn't really feel like that was something that I wanted. That was just like, I wanted, I was just in it to dance longer. Oh, okay. I just wanted to, like, extend the dance life, but uh, the dance in school ended in March. So that was my way to keep dancing for the rest of the year. Got it. Yeah. So we're inside the play. We're doing plays and stuff like mm -hmm. that our junior year. Mm -hmm. And then what happens senior year? Do we kick it up a notch? Not, nope. Still the same thing. Danced all year. And then, um, and then did the musical in the spring. I had a boyfriend junior year that was, all, that was also in theater. Um, he was really good. He was like always the Seems lead. Seems like you had a tight back then, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Theater dudes. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, um, and I are very aggressive too. Not the ones I dated. All the theater dudes I met can always fight. Really? Every theater dude I've met is always quick to just throw those hands. No way. Yeah. None of the ones I know. Yeah. Are there pro the, the, what do you call the people that build build the sets? The the like set crew. design yeah, people. Yeah, the set design. And the those crew, were like yeah. the aggressive people. They're yeah. always like chopping up stuff and everything <laughs> else. But I remember the theater dudes were like very aggressive of like trying to get roles and everything else. Very mm. aggressive. Like I used to think they were football players, memorizing lines, everything else, trying to make sure they don't miss out on the line. So 
theater dude again. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Andrew. What's Andrew like? Um, he was great. I mean, he and I like were still cordial. Like when we broke up, we he and I t- were together for like ten months, maybe. Um, That's pretty long in high school. Years. Yeah, like, like I went on years. vacation with his family Wait in the minute. summer. Whoa. <laughs> That's yeah. wild. Yeah, I was honestly shocked that I did that. Like I, I asked my parents, assuming they would say no. Like I wasn't even gonna push it because I was like, this is, Crazy. this is a big ask. But I was gonna. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna do it anyway, and I did. And because my parents really liked Andrew, and he grew up. He, my, he was my old neighbor. So my dad has known him and his parents like our whole lives. Oh, okay. So they, like, he trusted the parents. So they, my dad and Rose talked to them on the phone about like expectations and like they're not sleeping in the same room and whatever and. Uh, my parents were like, yeah, that's fine. You, you can went go on, on a vacation with your high school boyfriend? Yeah, so well, it was his parents, his older brother, and his older brother's fiance, and then me and him. That's some wild stuff. Yeah. Where did y'all go? Um, Wildwood in New Jersey. Well, for we how rented long? a little condo for a week. Wow, that was nice. Yeah. So everyone was pretty much a couple's retreat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his dad's like, D- different stages of couples. Son, yeah. you don't have anyone. Uh, <laughs> We don't want you fourth wheeling it. Go ahead and get your girlfriend. Come yeah. on up here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So all the ladies had a place and all the dudes had a. No. So obviously like his parents were in the same room. His older brother and the fiance, they also stayed in the same room. But my my dad and Rose said no go to that. So I had my own room. Andrew slept on the pillow couch in the living room of the condo that we were renting. What nice family is that? Yeah. Yeah, that'll never happen in my. <laughs> that'll never happen. I remember my mother woke up. She she woke up, and my lady was laying on a, a blow up mattress, and my little sister was in the bed with me. And I was at my grandfather's house, and she woke up like, "Oh my god, this is your grandfather's house, and you have this woman up inside the bed. What is wrong with you?" And I pulled back the covers like, "You made this woman." Oh oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh. I was like, what do you think of me? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Freak. That's that's wild. That's probably a great. That was probably a great time, though. Yeah. It, oh, my God. It was so fun. A couple's retreat. Yeah. Because they did like we went off and did our own thing all day. Like we we come back and like <laughs> we like have dinner together. But yeah, we were like on our own all day. It was awesome. Does your does your <laughs> Does your dad does your dad think like Andrew's just because he's a nice guy? He's like I, I trust Andrew. Yeah. Does him and Andrew ever have those sit down talks? Or your dad wasn't that not? No, no, not even with Jeff. He didn't have that talk. I'm curious. What's your other sister? Your 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 Irish twin sister. What's her name again? Chrissy. What's Chrissy like? What's her dating life like? She is with a guy from Spain that she met in Spain. No, no, I'm talking about oh. in high school. What oh, was she like oh, oh, in, in high school? school. Um, like she, she wasn't and- dating. She didn't date anybody until senior year. And then she had a boyfriend, and she was with him for like three years, mm-hmm. from like all senior year, and then like into college. Did they give her a hard time or no? No, no, no. Oh, my God. Her boyfriend was the nicest guy ever. He was like so sweet. He used to drive me and her to school every day. <laughs> oh, it was great. Um, and... He was over all the time. They were friends before. They had the same like homeroom for all of high school, so they were already friends. Because it seems like you guys are like really good kids. Yeah. So like a, a, a easy ask would be like, well, they're good kids. It's not like yeah. You never had a reason for them to tell you no because right? you guys were good kids. Yeah. 
She didn't rattle the cage either, right? Mm, no. No. So senior year happens, and you're like, I'm going to be a teacher, so what school do you choose? I went to school my freshman year in Maryland, Towson University. Um, is that what the turtle? The mascot is the turtle? Shoot, I literally don't know. I went to like three football games and I think I like blacked out for all of them. So <laughs> I honestly don't remember. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly, I, I'm trying, I'm like thinking in my brain and I remember the colors were black and gold, but I don't know the what turpins. the mascot was. Is it called the turpins? That doesn't sound right. Well, what's it like, this freedom that you have? Because you're out of high school. Yeah. You and your sister choose not to go to the same college. Yep. And what's that like? Do you feel completely free a little bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was very different. Like I didn't know anybody, you know, and, Mm. uh, and I think that's what I wanted or that's at least what I thought I wanted at the time. And I was like, I need to be like, I just need space from this town. I don't want to go to like any of the state schools where I know everybody. And then I got there and I, I, I loved it. I had a great freshman year. I had really great friends that I'm still friends with. And, um, but I think that I realized if I'm with, if I'm like, if I go to a state school that's cheaper than this and like I can just choose not to hang out with the people that I know. Like I don't, I don't need, to, like I don't, I don't know what I thought I was getting myself into. Um, so then after the first year I transferred to UConn because just to save money, I was like, I can't, I can't justify. UConn's not this. a private school? No, it's public school. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys are in our conference. Yeah. The American Conference, mm. or Conference, you, yeah. It was the Big East, Big? Yeah, the Big East. The Big East. Yeah. So what was that first year like in Maryland? Was it wild? Um, what could you do in Maryland that you couldn't do in Connecticut? Nothing, and I think that's what I realized. Like, college can be, like, you can still have friends that are not high school friends in right. college. Just because you go to college with people you know from high school doesn't mean you need to hang out with them all the time. But everyone in your town goes to UConn. A lot of people, yeah. A lot of people That's the hometown. go to UConn, yeah. Or I mean, there's a lot of Connecticut state schools. There's Eastern Connecticut, there's Western Connecticut, there's Southern Connecticut, Central Connecticut. So like, there are a lot of state schools, and mostly people go to one of the state schools, yeah. So walk us your sophomore year. You go back. You're going back to Connecticut. Yep. You pack up the car. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't have a car, but yeah. Um, what's that like getting back? Do you do the dorm or do you stay off campus? No, I do the dorm. All, all four years of college, I did a dorm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The dorm experience. Senior year, um, we were going to get an off-campus apartment, me and my friends, but my best friend uh, at the time, who was also my roommate, obviously, like, I wanted to live with her, but her parents were like, you know, I don't feel comfortable with you living in an apartment off campus. So then I was like, it's fine, whatever. We'll live on campus then. Is where University of Connecticut, is it in a big city or is... No, stores, like the, the town that um, UConn is in is its own town. Like it has its own zip code. It, it like... The so ta- it's not that scary. It's not in a rough area or anything No, it's, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's like an agriculture school. There's like cows everywhere. <laughs> literally, no, seriously. Really? Yeah, UConn was originally an agriculture, like had a big agriculture program. And... Maybe that's why it's hard to recruit people to go to UConn. <laughs> Probably. It's literally like in every move-in day in like late August, it for the entire month of like August, September, like in when it gets hot, the whole campus smelled like cow poop all the time. 
Like it literally smelled like you were inside you of a bar. country people. Yeah, it was. And I mean, they had, which I worked at senior year, which was awesome. The dairy bar, which was like the ice cream um, uh-huh. shop. And all of the ice cream was homemade from the milk from the cows that were there. And you can like watch the whole process and everything. You ever see Gino on campus? Yeah, of course. Coach Gino? Yeah. Jeff worked for the UConn Athletics Department for like all of college. Well, walk us through when we met Jeff. When does that happen? Jeff, if you don't know, that is her husband. Well, I mean... I knew Jeff because he and I went to middle school. Wait, wait, wait. What? What? How come you didn't bring that up? Oh, I thought that you knew that about me. No, I didn't. I didn't know you guys met in middle school. Yeah. yeah, What did he say in middle school? Nothing. We weren't friends. We just knew who he was. Because he wasn't on the theater team, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's a callback. (laughs) What's that like dating someone who's not in the theater department? Um, Was that weird? He didn't remember like Shakespeare and stuff? No. I mean, he and I weren't. We're, we weren't friends until college. Wait, y'all from the same town as yeah. well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. The same town, six degrees of separation. You never knew yeah. that? No, we knew we knew each other. We just weren't friends. Walk us through when Jeff says, you know what, I'm out of the friend zone. Walk me through that phase. What does he say to get out the friend zone? There was very little time between the time that we started like seeing each other or talking or whatever. I don't really know the terminology, but we never had that phase. We literally... We would um, like chat on Facebook Messenger or whatever, like occasionally, like just friends, like we have mutual friends. About what? Like walk us through because he's not. No, literally just like, hey, I'm having people over. Do you want to come over? Yeah, sure. And then like there would be like a party at his place or whatever. Or like, hey, I'm going up to this party tonight with X, Y, and Z people. We're pre-gaming at this person's dorm. Do you want to come? And like very You don't think that wasn't him? stepping out of the no it zone. wasn't because he no he was hooking up with other people like no it genuinely was not um and we it was fine because like my best friend he was also very good friends with her like she was friends with jeff before i was friends with jeff like they have their own friendship like they hung out whatever um but when does jeff get out the game and get out the press box and say look i'm tired of playing in this friend zone when does that happen what does he say when you realize oh i think he really likes me what happened what is that um we went to a party with a group of friends which was normal like we did that and then there was dancing we were dancing and then he kissed me and i was like oh okay this is what's happening did he ask to kiss you no <laughs> which is okay we were we were <laughs> dancing it's fine i said um, that because uh when me and my lady met, I didn't ask to kiss her either. I said, "These were." The, I made out with her before the days you asked for consent to kiss yeah. somebody. So yeah, just, yeah. There wasn't an asking. Just hitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Eighty twenty. That's mm-hmm. what Will Smith did. Yep. There you go. So you kissed Jeff back. Yeah. And you're like, "What's up with it?" Yeah, and uh, and walk us through him just pulling you closer. What song is playing? I don't remember. Nelly, hot in here. <laughs> Oh, I wish that that would have been a fun thing to remember, but I don't know. So you guys, you guys lock lips and exchange saliva, and then what is that? What is that talking like? He's just like, oh, what's up with it? There wasn't talking. At that I'm talking point. about afterwards, because oh, after oh, oh. you know, because that's you breaking that friendship barrier. Yeah. You know, you guys went from friends to like let's hang out, let's hang out to hang out. Yeah. Like, whoa, he just took a shot, right? But clearly, um, you were thinking about it, too, because you reciprocated it. Yeah. So you guys are probably thinking about it the whole time. Yeah. So what was inside your head? Like, yo, why hasn't he made a movie yet? Um, or was it you? I wasn't really thinking that because, like, there was. Or were you waiting for him to make a movie? There was, like, maybe, like, one week prior of, like, casual flirting. 
Like it wasn't a lot of walk us through what casual flirting is. Oh. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You do know what's casual flirting? So okay, at UConn, whenever it would get warm, there was these two ponds, and but it was called Mirror Lake, but it was definitely a pond, and it was right near my dorm. And so like whenever any whenever it got nice, everybody would go out on there, and like you would throw the football with your friends, and you'd bring your speakers, and you'd like you know you'd drink out on the on the lawn and whatever. Um, and so we like did that, and I like I was like, oh, me and my friends are going out um, to sit by Mirror Lake if you want to come, and he did, and then you know we were like. You know, we were listening to music and I don't, there was just like a definite, there was something. And I think the following weekend was when we went to the party. That sounds right. Because I remember it was March and it was really warm. And we started, no, no, maybe it was April because Jeff and I started dating in April. So in April, he says, he says, what's going on? Um, yeah, maybe about a, it was about a week and oh, no. What's the casual flirting? You still haven't got to that. What is casual flirting? I don't really know. I don't know how to describe that, but it's just like, it's like when you're having a conversation, but you know that like there's chemistry there. Now that's how I felt like at least. Actually, but you probably knew there was chemistry the whole time. I mean. Looking you, back on it, there yeah, was probably maybe. signs that you said like, sure, I'll hang out with you. Yeah. How yeah. many, you put that extra emoji in there? Well, emoji is that casual so flirting? I don't know. I guess we gotta ask Jeff what is his side <laughs> of it because I'm pretty sure he saw a window, a window of opportunity. Yeah, probably to be that comfortable to just yeah. make out you at a party. He probably knew that it was already set up. Yeah, and well, then a week and a half after that, we were like officially together, like dating. dating. Yeah, and all your friends are excited. It was a right? Tuesday. Oh, you remember it? Yeah, it's going down on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So he asked you, would you be his lady? And you said yes. Yeah. You changed that Facebook status in a relationship. Yep. Right immediately or you wait a while? No, I think I did it that day. <laughs> <laughs> Is that eager? I don't know. You had to let, the, let everybody know like, <laughs> this was going on. Yep. So y'all start dating. Is this your sophomore year of college? Yeah. End of sophomore year. So, end of sophomore year of college. And you tell... You tell Rose and Dad, this is what's happening? Uh, yeah, I guess when I went home for the year in like the end of May or mid-May or whenever the school year was over, I told them then. How does your sister take it? It's like, oh, cool, I know Jeff. He's a good guy. Yeah, she knew before that. Like she, I mean, she knew before I went home because she and I would talk on the phone and stuff. But, Got it. Um, and I think she saw on my Facebook. But <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I mean, I was... Everyone starts coming. Oh, <laughs> Oh. Yeah. And I mean, like, people that knew us from high school were very shocked. because Why? He's polar opposites? Yes. Is he a football player or what's he like? He played baseball growing up, so like, his like, whole life. So um, he's like a baseball jock type of dude. Yeah. And very, like, just very, like, I was always, like, you know, stayed out of trouble, tried to do really well. And he actually did really well. Jeff is one of the smartest people that I know. But he, like, he can read a textbook once and then just, like, know everything. That needs mm. to be known. I'm not that person. I need to study forever. Um, so he would do well on things, and he was really smart, and he like graduated top of the class, and you know whatever. But um, he just, I don't know. Like he was, he didn't care about like getting in trouble. Like that wasn't. He wasn't so worried about that. And um, you know, he. What about you guys? Were so different. Where people were shocked that you guys were together. I think just our personalities, like, because, like I said, like, he was very, like, 
whatever like he like would play pranks on like the teachers and um you know he and like his friends and whatever and uh i i oh my god i would never i would never because oh my god what if i got in trouble you know i would oh so he's your edge yeah um and then i think both of us like mellowed out like i eased up and i was like okay i don't need to be so what like crazy aggressive like need to do the best like i like i can chill for a second and i think he was like all right, I'm in college now. Like, we're going to pull it together. Um, you guys balanced each other out. Yeah, I think we, like, he and I were, like, on opposite ends, and then we kind of met in the middle. So what, so we get through dating and stuff like that. Yeah. When does when does um, your stepmom start getting sick? Right after he and I started dating. How does that affect you guys? Does he, like, understand uh yeah tough on him right yeah he was really really nice about it but he was not there that summer like the summer we went home and like she um got sick um he had an internship in cape cod with a baseball team so he was living in cape cod for the summer so he wasn't really around much he would come back some on like some weekends to like see me and he had a job he had like a catering job that he worked how does it affect your sister what is your sister going through your sister's yeah my sister's had a really hard time with it yeah um, and you really can't really be there for them because you had it when you were a child and you don't have those type of memories. I don't have memories. those memories, no. And it's probably your dad going through the same thing all over I again. I know. Oh, my poor dad. I know. He, does he still not express himself at all? Does he really, do you see more emotions now? Because you get to see it two phases of life. Yeah. Um. Does he express more emotions now? I wouldn't say so, no. I mean, like, as she's going through it, does anyone, like, pull him to the side or talk to him? Or you're, like, asking, Dad, are you okay? Yeah, of course. Still doesn't say nothing. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm fine. We just got to get Rose better. We just got to get Rose better. I mean, it didn't happen. But, you know, it was like he he just always just very much had, like, an emotional wall up. And I think he still does, probably. But it, so people, some people are capable of breaking, breaking through there. Yeah. Do you think your sister and him got closer when rose got sick or they always been close? no they've always been super pretty close, close. i mean obviously like she just she and rose were really close too okay and then but then when rose died she kept that relationship going with my dad while my other sisters like distanced themselves more mm. yeah did he ever try to just like i'm curious because you're an adult now you can talk yeah. to him like an adult and when you're talking to him I he's do. still yeah he still just shuts we, down yeah and I mean, he and I talk on the phone every couple of weeks and, you know, I used to see him a lot now in COVID. I think he's a little bit more nervous, which I get. Um, but that's a lot on him losing two of the two loves of his life in different phases. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's true. So. Uh, but yeah, no, he, like he and I like we talk, uh, he, but I, I it's always me. How's work? How are you doing? Are you like What's a mother new? to him a little bit? You take care of your dad pretty much. Um, I mean, not officially, but you're right. like emotionally. I mean, I think so. I think like I'm kind of his outlet. He doesn't have any family nearby, and like yeah, he, seems he like lives alone, a- so it's hard. Do you think he'll date again or no? No, he's done. I think he's done at this point. I I uh, when Jeff and I got married, I asked him like, "Do you want to bring somebody to the wedding?" And he's like, "What does you What do you mean?" Oh wow! And I was like, you know, like a like a romantic like a, a date and he's like no like you like couldn't process absolutely not so uh i think that's how old is he he is 63 63 he's mad yeah yeah 
So what's him and Jeff's relationship like? They're close. Like Jeff um, would go, like if he was going back to the area to like see friends or whatever, he would stay at my dad's house. Like without me being there. Like they're close. Seems talk. Like, seems like your dad expresses himself to the people closest to you. Does he pass messages yeah. through them to you? Um, yeah, I guess. Like there's a lot of things that Jeff will find out about my dad and then tell me. Mm-hmm. Like he and my dad will like go outside and like smoke a cigar together and like talk for like two hours. And I'm just like sitting inside by myself. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but has he ever told you he's proud of you and stuff like that? Does he say that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Expresses that, expresses type of love to you. Yeah, and not not like every time we talk, but I mean, he but has. But I mean, you feel he you has know, said it, yes. right? You know that he has those. Yeah, he's emotional to you. It's just rare, rare, like rare. What's the rare form where he's like expressing his love to you? Where does that have to happen? Well, he called me the other day, actually, which was surprising because he doesn't usually call me, but he asked me what I wanted for my birthday. Which was also surprising because he has not gotten me a birthday present in three years. So I, I was surprised. So I said, I told him I was surprised. And um, he said, and I said, thanks for thinking of me. I'm just surprised. And he goes, why? I'm always thinking of you. So it's like little things like that. And I was like, no, I know. But a birthday present. You haven't got me a birthday present in a while. That's what I'm surprised. And he was like, oh, well, if you think of something, let me know. So... <laughs> He's trying though. Yeah. No, I know. I know. Yeah. That has to be a lot. It's just interesting because I see Jeff and like he talks to his mom on the phone like three times a week. Oh, okay. And so it's like very interesting. We have very polar opposite parents in that way. What about you and his family? Do you talk to his family like that? Uh, Yeah. I I mean, not like on the phone. Like I'm not calling them on the phone. Actually, there have been times that I've like called his mom on the phone, like chatted with her and stuff. But um, yeah, when we like get together, we chat. Sure. Yeah. Um, there and Jeff, yeah, Jeff talks to his dad on the phone like once a week and then his mom like two to three times a week. So, um, they, so they, so like I see that and then like what I have and, um, Jeff is more like my dad, like not as much of a talker. And then I am more like Jeff's mom where I just talk all the time. <laughs> so, oh, so it's, it's something. So, so Jeff and your dad, they become close. Does Jeff ask mm-hmm. your dad for your hand in marriage? What's that like? When does, when do you, like the marriage thing happen? Does he ever talk to you about like, hey, you guys start dating, you get out of college? Does he have that question like, what do we do from here? Or you always knew you guys were gonna get married? Um. So, senior year is coming to an end. Jeff and I had been together about two years at the time, and he and I talked about moving in together, and we both were like, yeah, of course we want to live together, and it was just like. Didn't even think about it any more than that. And while we were still in college, we were like looking around at apartments and stuff like that in the area because he knew he was going to be working at UConn after. And um, I was working as a preschool teacher in a town nearby as well. So we knew we were going to stay in the area. So we were looking at apartments while we were still in college. So that like once he got his official job offer, I had already had a job. I was already working. Once he had his official job offer, we were just going to move in right away, which we did. Uh, It was... June, I think we moved in together. And um, I said to my dad, he said, what my, my sister, Emily, my, the middle sister, I had told her that she and I, that Jeff and I had planned to move in together. And she goes, does your dad know? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so at this time. And so the one time the three of us were in the same room and Emily goes, 
um, Larry, why don't you ask Zoe what she's doing after graduation? And uh, my dad goes, what are you doing after graduation? Like it was weird that she had like phrased the question like that to him. And I go, um, I think Jeff and I are going to move in together. And he goes, are you sure that's a good idea? And I said, yep. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and I said, we're moving in at the end of June if you would like to help us move. <laughs> and then he did. Larry. <laughs> so here we are, Larry. Is that a good idea? <laughs> like, yeah. And so then Jeff and I lived together for two years. And What's then we, that like? Is it good, it's a difference from having that overnight bag to yeah. like living together. What's the best thing about living with him? Now or then? Then. Um, I think we were just excited to have that freedom. Like this is our place now, yeah. you know? Like we, like this is ours. We're paying for this. This is our own space. Nobody can tell us what to do here. Like we don't answer to anybody except for the landlord. And you know, it was awesome. And then I think reality set in a little bit more. Like, you know, when you first move in with somebody and you're like fighting about who's going to do what chore and I'm doing more and, you know, we need to do more things together and X, Y, Z. And so he and I would do things together a lot. We'd grocery shop together. We would cook together. We, you know, did the laundry together. Like everything we did, we cleaned together. Everything we did was very 50-50 together. And then his work started picking up because he worked in college athletics. Mm -hmm. He had to be at every game. Like he covered all sorts of sports. Like he covered field hockey and volleyball and soccer and basketball and like whatever. So he had to be at every single game because he had to, he would do the like live tweeting on the Twitter account and then he had to write the press releases and like write up the game notes and he was working like 80 hours a week. So then after a while I realized if I wait around for him to do everything, I'm never going to get anything done. Right. So then slowly, slowly, I started picking up all the chores. I started grocery shopping by myself. I started doing all the cooking by myself. I started doing all the laundry by myself. When he was home, he would clean. He just wasn't home that often. So it was just very me. It's your own place, really. Yeah. And um, I would, you know, I took care of the dogs, like, again. And I'm, it's not like a slight to him. He just literally wasn't there to do it. And so, you know, there was very, very many nights in the week that he would come home at midnight and just I would be asleep because I had to wake up at like five in the morning and I would leave a light on for him just so that he wasn't walking into a pitch black apartment. And I would like have, you know, we always have lived very much like on a budget because money was very, very tight. We were not making a lot at the time. And but we realized like. We'd rather be like poor and living together than like right. making money and like living at home, not together, like living at our parents' houses. So we just sucked it up and, you know, budgeted really hard and ate cheap and it was what it was. It was what it was. It was fine. Um, well, when does he say, let's go to New York? What does that have? What's that conversation like? Uh, I think a couple of years in, we realized when we no, were- No, before that, how did you guys get proposed? What is, when is- Right. So a couple of years after living together in Connecticut, we realized like we don't really want to be in this area anymore. He didn't really want to like stay in athletics because it was just like draining on all of his time. And we never saw each other. Like I had an entire circle of friends and I had an entire social life that he was just not a part of because and he always 
he even now says he's like you know we didn't even have friends in vernon and i always say i said no you didn't have friends in vernon. Nah. i had a lot of friends in vernon um i had a whole life outside of you like unfortunately if i waited for him i would never do anything right so there was a lot of weekends that he was not around so um he a couple years in he was it was it was just getting to be too much and he was like i don't want to live my life like this um and we realized that there wasn't really much for us in vernon connecticut like so we wanted to move and do something else. You know, we realized we're in our early 20s. If we're going to live somewhere fun, let's do it now. Right. And um, so we started thinking about what cities we want to go to, what the cost of living is in various places around the country. Um, and I always said to him, I said, the one place I don't want to go is New York. Um, and I said, I think it's too big. And he said, I agree. And then he and one of his friends had this like big pipe dream of all of like him and his girlfriend and me and Jeff all moving to New York and, you know, living nearby each other and always hanging out. And, um, so then I guess he flipped on New York and I said, I still don't want to go. And he said, okay, but I think it would be good. And I said, I don't want to go. And then he started applying to a bunch of jobs. He goes, I applied to, I'm starting to apply to jobs. I said, Oh great. Where are you looking? Oh, New York. <laughs> okay. So then he got the job at NYU and uh, he's like, we're moving to New York. And I said, okay. And I submitted my two weeks that day. Best decision you made? Yeah. New York. Yeah, it's great. I'm happy that we're not in Connecticut anymore. <laughs> or in Vernon anymore. We'll probably end up going back to Connecticut at some point. But, you know. Do you think when you guys are in New York, do you think that's when he realized, like, I don't want to be without you for the rest of his life? That's when he realized. We were already engaged when we moved here. Oh, he engaged, proposed before you guys got I to told him. I will go anywhere in the world with you if there is a ring on my finger. You said it just like that? Yeah. I said, I don't want to. Where does that come from, though? Because I told him, I was like, I don't want to uproot my life if there is not a commitment there, like an official commitment. But where does this commitment come from? Like, where does, because no one preached commitment to you, so where do you find the commitment? You just always knew, like, I got to. Yeah. I I always felt like, like, I, I, I there are a lot of people, you know, family members maybe various friends were like what's the rush like you guys are so young I was 23 when we got engaged and I said we've been dating for four years it doesn't feel rushed we've been living together for two years oh yes and you know why would I I want to spend the rest of my life with him why would I not want to start that now you know like I just That's a good point I don't I didn't understand like I don't plan on being with anybody else so why would I not be married I don't understand mm. so um and but I also told Jeff before we moved in together, I said, I just want to be clear. I'm not moving in with you to save on rent like I I'm moving in because this is a commitment like I plan. I now want to like at some point in time be married like if we're living together now like this is going to end in a proposal at some point. What did he say? Yeah. He said, yeah, I know. I understand. He, I get it. And I was like, OK, just want to be clear. Because <laughs> sometimes y'all sound like country people, but you're not country people. Yeah. Yeah, y'all sound like Southerners. This is how like a lot of my cousins and a lot of my friends are. I was like, you guys sound like y'all from like Kinston, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really so know. So he what. proposes. You guys move to New York. Where's the wedding at? Connecticut, in our hometown. It's a big wedding. Hundred people. It wasn't big. Pops walks you down the aisle. Mm -hmm. What does he say to you? On the at the aisle or anything during the wedding? Does he say anything oh. during the wedding? Um, he. Before we walked down, oh my God, I was so nervous. I did not think I was going to be like that. Because I, 
I didn't have a wedding planner. I did everything myself, like oh, wow. wedding planned. I planned everything, you know, ordered the invitations. I Everything was like within the family. My cousin was my florist and she like helped with everything and whatever. Um, but, and I, I knew that everything was done perfectly because I did it. And yeah. I, so I didn't have to worry about trusting somebody else. I was... But the day of, you know, they always say on your wedding day, oh, you're like, you're going to get so nervous. You're not going to eat, but you should try. I was like, why would I not eat? I literally didn't eat on my wedding day. I oh, freak. I had in the morning, I woke up and I woke up. I didn't sleep the night before. I woke up at like 4 a.m. And my sister, my oldest sister who got married, she did the same thing. She woke up at four in the morning and like took a bath. And I was like, oh my God, that's so dramatic. And that's literally what I did. I, woke up, I didn't take a bath. I just started like getting ready for the day oh, at four o'clock in the morning. And um, everybody in the house was up by six because I think I was like, I think I wasn't as quiet as I thought I was because <laughs> um, I was just like setting everything up. And I had my bridal party all over to like get ready. Like the hair and makeup people were coming over and I had set up a whole like mimosa bar and oh. and um, I had big bagels and cream cheese and donuts and I made a fruit salad. And so I was like doing all that in the morning. And um, so um I wow I lost my train of thought where was I going so, with this oh the wedding day the wedding my dad very much like we were at his house getting ready but he was up in his room the whole time mm. he just didn't come out and then um he said to me you look beautiful that was nice um and then it was kind of it. he drove me like we drove in his car like I was I was like I'm not hiring a limo for $700 to drive me five minutes down the road <laughs> that is crazy so I said, no, dad, can you please drive all of us in your SUV to the wedding? So he did. And then he drove us um, from the from the, the ceremony to the reception. And then I said, and we, we like hired, we chartered, uh, we got buses to take from the reception back to the hotel because mm -hmm. it was an open bar. And then he just Ubered home and I told him I'll pick up his car the next day, just leave it in the parking lot overnight. And, um, and he did. And then we took care of it and it was fine. Did he dance? Oh yeah. Oh my God. My dad loves to dance. My dad's a big dancer. Growing, like he maybe and my stepmom. that's step -mom, where you get it from. Maybe. My, he and my stepmom did a lot of ballroom dancing. They did like competitions and stuff. Oh. Um, so that was something that we grew up like going to in our childhood as well have you ever took him dancing before just you and him going somewhere like line dancing somewhere no i mean no not like out he and my stepmom used to do that like that was every friday night they would go out dancing okay um that was like their thing and he we danced a lot at my wedding and stuff and my dad danced a lot with everybody um that was it was fun yeah so he's a big dancer yeah uh, what's it like when you walk down that aisle? Just oh, Jeff's. yeah. So we walked down the aisle. I was so nervous. I was My legs were literally trembling. I didn't know I was going to be able to like, stand up. And I said to him, I was like, Dad, I'm so nervous. And he was like, why are you nervous? I was like, I, I, I don't know. He's like, you'll be fine. It's fine. Just get down the aisle. You're fine. Just get down the aisle. <laughs> Just get down there. <laughs> Just get down there. It's fine. Change that last name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he walked down the aisle. I He spoke at the ceremony. He said, like, this like blessing over our marriage essentially oh, wow. my brother-in-law officiated the wedding jeff's mm -hmm. brother um officiated the wedding and then my aunt spoke jeff's aunt spoke and my dad spoke at the wedding what was your dad's speech like heartfelt um, so the the blessing thing that was like a scripted like a thing oh. but at the reception he did give a toast and that was heartfelt and that was very nice a lot of people cried i didn't cry but a lot of people cried maybe because they haven't heard him talk before <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe he like he showed emotion in a way that maybe like he you know was it was not expected i guess maybe what did you like what did it feel like when you hear him saying that you're just like wow this is the time my dad expressed. yeah it was nice like i felt very like happy and i felt just very like my heart was very happy at the time right. but i wasn't I didn't overwhelmed cry. yeah i know yeah i didn't cry at all at my wedding jeff didn't cry either was your all. sister in your wedding yeah all my sisters were in my wedding oh that's good i had six bridesmaids i had a, I had a maid of honor and five bridesmaids so we get married mm-hmm. we're in new york yeah then you start going you go from preschool to start teaching kindergarten what's that jump like so in between for almost three years before i came here um to New York, yes. No, to the school we, the school. Um, I in Manhattan. I was the assistant director and then director at a um, at a daycare center, at like a preschool oh. daycare center. So I did that in between this, and I realized I don't like being in like management. Like I like Got to it. be in the hands-on role. I learned. To, I thought that I didn't want that anymore, and for a while I was I was happy, but then I realized that I. This is what, like, this is where I shine, in the classroom. Yeah, you're such a great educator. Thank you. How does that, where does that come from? It's always just, it's just, it's inside of you, right? Yeah, I feel You've like. You've taken care of a lot of people your whole life. Yeah. And you're not a caretaker here, but you literally are very good at your job. Thank you. Um, I feel like, as a person, I'm very empathetic to, and sympathetic, but also empathetic if I can be. Um and so I always think about like any human, any experience, but like also with my students, how can I make this the best experience for them? Like, how am right. I going to make this as beneficial as possible to the point that they're going to look back and think I loved kindergarten? And so I think that that is maybe why I am good at my job. Yeah, I remember when you first started and I said, don't worry, she'll be fine. <laughs> She's got glasses. People with glasses always figured it out. <laughs> Listen. I said, they ask a lot of questions, but they'll figure out their own answer to their questions. Yeah. Listen. I figured it out. I think that's the best way to learn, you know? Just like get like thrown into the ring and then you figure it out. What's your best New York City moment? Hmm. New York City moment. What's that moment that you had in New York City where you're like, dang, I'm so glad we're here? I feel like I think that. I don't remember the one time, like, the fir- I don't remember the first time I ever, like, thought that or said that or whatever, but I just, I feel like, I think that often about New York City. Like, mm-hmm. there are so many things about it that I'm, like, constantly in awe of, and just, I think when I first moved here, one of my cousins lived here, and I went over to her apartment. She lived on the Upper East Side. I lived in Queens at the time, and we were, like, up on her roof, and I remember just thinking, like, this is the coolest thing. Like, I, I had been here for, I don't know, two weeks, maybe, like, not super long. Um, but I just, it was, she had a Halloween party, and Jeff and I dressed up, and we went over there, and everyone was just, like, so cool and chill, and we were up on the roof, and it was just, I was like, yeah, I think this is going to be okay. Like, I think I'm going to be good here. And just, there's just so much to do, I think, that... Um, you know, going to, um, like, uh, going to Broadway shows. Probably my favorite New York City moment, honestly, was seeing Hamilton <laughs> on Broadway. The first time. Oh, that's only, no, I only saw it once. No. 
Yep, saw it once. Saw it once on Broadway. Um, that was probably my favorite New York City moment ever. And did your group of friends that how they had that vision? Are they here in New York? The friends that? No. So you guys came here solo then? Yeah. Yep. And you're meeting new people. Yeah. Daily. Uh, I mean, yeah, technically, I'm not like becoming friends with everybody <laughs> daily, but uh, you know, yeah, it's awesome. We've got to the point where we're here now in life, right? Yeah. Now, these next questions, you asked me, do I have questions before? Yeah. I never have questions. We kind of just figure it out. You yeah. know, we're just trying to figure out right. how we got on this track. Mm -hmm. and it seems like you've always been a person who loves to do the right thing. Yeah. But as you get older, you start to question. You start questioning comfortability. Mm -hmm. you question Jeff a lot. Yeah. You know, when you're like, hey, it's, are you going to lead this thing or not? Are we going to go inside there? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We stop dating theater dudes. You realize, you know, maybe <laughs> monologues is not our thing. You know, maybe you need a, a <laughs> someone in the sports. Yeah, maybe in the sports. We were understanding your dad a little bit. Mm -hmm. Your your dad, how much loss he suffered. Yep. Did you ever feel like there's a piece of you missing without your mom being there? If you yeah. notice, if you notice this, I'm just noticing that that everyone around your mother gravitates towards you but it's kind of hard for them to connect with you Maybe. your uncle's hard for connecting you yeah so i think of my uncle i think he has a hard time connecting with everybody everyone but, maybe. but you know it seems like but you yeah. are the remembrance of your mom yeah yeah and i think that because of the fact that i didn't grow up without a that i grew up without a mom i feel like people in my family at least like they definitely everybody took me under their wing a little bit more you know, like my, I have, my dad's one of six and all of his siblings have kids. And so, um, there have been like multiple cousins that have been married before me and in big Italian family style, I am also like close with all of my dad's cousins and their kids and call them all aunt and uncle and whoever. And, um, so there's been like a lot of, quite a few weddings before mine and the first, of my cousins that got married that was the oldest that was like a big deal everybody made an effort to get out there and then slowly as more and more people got married less and less people started coming because it was sometimes it was, it was a, a trek yeah to go to so many and so by the time we got to my wedding i was ex fully expecting like half of the people that i invited to attend every single person that i invited came to my wedding and i said to my dad i said you know everybody always tells me that you only get, you know, you you should expect 80% of the people that you invite to come. Everybody said yes. And he goes, yeah, of course they did. It's you. And mm. um, What do you think that meant? I, well, I, I asked him, what does that mean? And he said, when you grow up without a mom, everybody else is going to make more of an effort to fill that void in for you. And so you are special to everybody in the family and everybody knows this. And so, yes, it does make sense that everybody would come to your wedding, but maybe not to everybody else's. It seems like even though you never felt the love of your mom, your family replaced that love. Yeah. They like, they, they equated, you know, as much as possible for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, like, you know, you said, do you feel like there's something missing? Yeah. I think, I think anybody that loses a parent feels that, you know, or like loses somebody significant in their Does life. Does she ever write any journals or anything else? Do you have any like? No. 
Which is unfortunate. See, this is why we do this podcast. This podcast yeah. is a time capsule of a person. Right. So imagine you and Jeff's great, great grandkids mm-hmm. having your intimate thoughts and how you were now. The questions you could ask your mother. Now we've asked these questions now. Right. This is the final part where you okay. ask about questions. You can ask these questions as fast as you want, long as you want, whatever okay. you want to do. All right. First question is, do you believe in God? Yes. Do you have a favorite person in the Bible? No. When's the last time you had a nightmare? Uh, I don't know. Probably recently. I dream a lot. And I often remember my dreams, but I can't think of a nightmare right now. Recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your biggest fear in life? Not being able to have kids. Mm. When's the last time you had a panic attack? I've never had a panic attack. Do you believe in soulmates? Yes. <laughs> you can elaborate if not. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I can elaborate. Yeah, I do believe in soulmates. And I feel like there is, you know, maybe people, you know, for the people that don't believe in God, I still feel like everything happens for a reason. Right. There is some sort of like higher power energy, something that kind of like sets the tone like you are not as an in as much of a control as you think you are and i feel like everything happens for a reason and i feel and if my mom were still alive i would never have met jeff Mm. and i feel like while tragedies happen and or even little things and you feel like why would this have happened there is always a bigger reason sometimes we call that divine intervention yeah This last one is a series of questions. You ever heard that phrase, who are you, right? The goal is to go beyond yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say, who are you? You say your name. Who are you? The goal is. So if you say, who are you? I'm going to say, Jerry Waters. Who are you? Stand-up comic. Who are you? Two-time wrestling champ. Who are you? That's how it goes (laughs) until you stop. Okay. Ready? Who are you? Zoe. Who are you? A teacher. Who are you? A wife. Who are you? A friend. Who are you? A sister. Who are you? A daughter. Who are you? A cousin. Who are you? A... Religious person. Who are you? Um, a chef. Who are you? I hope so. Um, a dancer. Who are you? A. Mm, oh. <laughs> wow, that that was over quick. Oh, a dog mom. Who are you? Um. And you don't have to have all the answers now, because yeah. when we do it again, your answers will change. Yeah. This is the final question. When it's all said and done, right, and someone has the Zoe book, right, and they Mm -hmm. hand this book to your grandchildren, what would you like for them to say about you? That I just, I, like, enhance the life of people around me in some capacity would be the goal. You know, even if just, like, tiny ways, you know, it doesn't need to be, like, you know, I saved everybody from, you know, dying of hunger and obviously that would be great but even if it's you know i gave like i gave that person you know a freaking granola bar on the subway that needed something and i didn't have any cash you know like just little things right i try to do hopefully um yeah so that's that's what i would hope is you know like my like i think back on my like when i talk about my grandmother i think about her and i'm and i always just think like she made my life so much better just by like existing in it mm-hmm. and that's what i would want from for people to think about me as well
Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is Jared Waters. <laughs> this is the podcast One Man, One Tree and Hills about being alone for your own thoughts. And this is Miss Zoe, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. For How can the people me. find you? Um, like on social media. Do you want to be Instagram? contacted on social media? You know, sometimes sure. these, these these people are. Uh, they ask a lot of questions, and when they email us, we just send them back to where they can ask the source. Oh, I mean, yeah, you can. I'm on. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You can. What's your Instagram? Oh my God! I literally don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> what is my Instagram? Um. Oh, uh, Zoe Piasek, Z-O-E-P-I-A-S-C-I-K. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Zoe Piasek, and this is Jared Waters. Have a wonderful day, night, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Hey, you're live on the podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I said, I just want to say, man, you the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. Damn. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.